Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics Podcast. It features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, as always, hosted by the 562.org. That's just me, Mike Gardabasio. JJ Fiddler is out sick this week. Get, get better, buddy. And, uh, and with no further ado, Andy, welcome to the show. Well, happy Monday. It's just Monday. you and me. We can finally get all this stuff about JJ off our chest. Right. I mean, and now I can get a word in edgewise. So, JJ, we miss you. We hope you're feeling better. But uh, happy Monday to everybody out in LB Nation. So a nice, uh, relaxing week here in Long Beach State Land. How, how are you holding up? Good, good. These are all great things. And uh, as you kind of hinted, we've got a lot going on. A little bit later in the show, we'll be joined by men's volleyball coach Alan Knipe, who uh, we was was kind enough to give us 10 minutes in between two <laughs> multiple hour-long conference calls. Uh, so definitely want to hear more from Alan Knipe. Stick around and check that out. But uh, I think it's safe to say, uh, Andy, everything there's a ton going on right now, but everything is geared at you guys are hosting the NCAA tournament for men's volleyball. Next week, Tuesday, April 30th, will be the opening rounds. Tickets for that are on sale. You can go to longbeachstate.com or call 562-985-4949 for more info there. Then, the final four on May 2nd, we know that Hawaii and Long Beach State will be playing in those matches. Hawaii, in the, I believe the earlier match, Long Beach State in the later match, got the two seed. Um, and then on Saturday, May 4th, in the Pyramid, the National Championship, uh, the Final Four and National Championship tickets have been sold out. Is that right? That is correct. So if people can call the box office, get on the wait list. Um, but you got a little news to break, which I am so excited about. Tell, tell us about the uh, the watch party you guys are doing out here uh, in the uh, in the hammer throw area behind the pyramid. If, if you know, if you're a Long Beach State volleyball fan, it's between the pyramid and the beach courts. Um, what are you guys uh, going to have going on? Yeah, so we think it's going to be great. We, we know there's a extremely high demand for this event. And, uh, you know, we obviously can't get everybody into the pyramid. So uh, what we are going to do is, is sponsor an official watch party. So as you mentioned, that'll be behind the Barrett Athletic Administration Center, which is adjacent to the pyramid, little grassy area behind the building. Uh, we are going to invite fans. There is no cost to come in and watch. We're going to have uh, inflatable screens um, that are going to be broadcasting the matches, all matches on there, so fans can come in even if they can't get inside. Uh, come on out, Naples Rib Company, Dave Orsini, you know, one of our, our great sponsors, I know, for both uh, the 562. We've got some good corporate synergy with Naples Rib Company on this exactly, podcast. Exactly, yes. exactly. We love, we love <laughs> Dave Orsini and the folks at Naples Rib Company. They're going to be out at the watch party uh, selling food and uh, beer, water, um, sodas, all kinds of things. So people can come out, have some great food, um, be together, LB Nation, be together and watch it. Uh, we're going to have, uh, I believe they're working on having a DJ out there. Uh, so it should be a, a big party. Um, and then also, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a little fun thing that, uh, you know, some, some, some teams out there in the professional world and collegiate world do where we are going to do a blackout. So what that means is, for our matches uh, in the semifinals and, and knock on wood, uh, if we take care of business uh, in the finals, uh, we want everyone to wear black. And we are going to make that happen and help everybody out. We are going to be giving away free T-shirts, black T-shirts, uh, to everybody in the pyramid, but also to everybody that comes out and is listening here. Come on out to the watch party, and uh, you'll get to have the official 
uh, blackout t-shirt as well. So we think it's going to be a lot of fun. Bring the kids, bring, uh, you know, your little uh, low lawn chairs, beach chairs, <laughs> you know, chase lounge, uh, some blankets, and pe- folks can sit on the grass, watch the, the matches, and uh, have some great food. I think that's such a great idea. Um, the growth of that program, obviously, over the last three or four years is just you know, kind of unparalleled in my dozen years of being around the university. And one thing that uh, Alan Knipe has always done is kind of push that international flavor. And what I feel like you're describing to me is when JJ and I were at the London Olympics, uh, which Alan was coaching the men's national team, this was what this was what they had. I mean, it was outdoor watch parties. It was like it was understood that in London there was ten times the demand for tickets that there was uh, actual space for everyone. So every event had a men's volleyball watch party, had a thing like this, and it was similar. You got the big screen, you had a DJ. Um, you know, there were shirts, there was food. So if you if you don't have a ticket, definitely plan on going to that watch party. That's going to be an absolute blast. Um, what's it like from your end, just on the logistics of the lift of hosting an event like that? It's it's a big deal. I mean, one, it's national championships, so anytime you get to host that, it's special. Uh, but it also creates a lot of work. But we have a great staff, Mark Edrington, Cindy Maisner. Uh, you know, they are the ones truly um, with their staffs making this work. But, uh, you know, there does become a challenge. And I know there's folks out there frustrated about the, the seating capacity at the Pyramid. Um, and just to share a little bit about that, uh, Yes, I've been asked that question about a hundred yeah. times. Why why aren't they letting people sit in the rafters in the pyramid? <laughs> yeah, so I get it, I understand it, uh, but we don't necessarily control the budget for this as well. So when you host an event, you submit a budget, which is approved by the NCAA. So anything outside of the budget, the institution's on the hook for. So you know, obviously, you know, all season long, we'd we'd love to think we're going to be hosting it and celebrating a championship once again. Uh, but if we were to bring in more seats, that is completely on the institution and being on the hook. And the cost to bring those in is extremely significant. It's at a minimum of 30K and could be more. For a match that you, and you would have to commit to that before you found Correct. out if potentially you're hosting Hawaii versus uh, Ohio State. Correct. <laughs> and now added all these extra and, seats. And, you know, you, we would have to, at the ticket pricing, we would have to sell all of those seats out, those 1,000 plus seats. So, if it didn't work out and it was, you know, Bingham University versus Smith University, you know, we don't sell those. We have to eat the cost of all of that. So, you know, I, I know folks don't like this answer, but honestly, it protects the university. And uh, we still feel it's going to be a great environment for those folks that do come out and get on the wait list. Um, we, we encourage them to go to the box office. They can give us their cell number, their mobile phone number, and we can text that person uh, if tickets do become available, even on game day, because uh, teams will have to return unused tickets. So there is a chance that some tickets will become available. So what I would encourage is come on out to the pyramid, go to the box You're going to have a good time either way. You're going to have a good time either way. Give them your, your cell number and then wander over to the watch party and uh, have a cold beer or a soda or a water. And uh, if something opens up and you're on that wait list, uh, you'll get a text saying, come on over to the box office. We have a ticket for you and uh, you can get inside. That sounds like a plan. And so uh, if anyone's got any complaints about there not being more seating in the pyramid, leave me alone. Leave Andy alone. Maybe call the NCAA and tell them they have sports other than basketball and football. Okay. Uh, Moving on to some of the other highlights from last week, the Long Beach State Track Program hosted the Beach Invitational uh, a few yards from where we're sitting at Jack Rose Track. Uh, Awesome event. 
Coach Scythe does such a good job of getting the community engaged for that. I know a ton of Century Club members and other Long Beach State fans were out there volunteering for that event. Um, I feel like that's exactly the vision that you guys had when you upgraded that facility, being able to host an event like that there. How cool was that to see you know, people coming in and nation-leading times and stuff like that happening uh, right outside your office window? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The, the caliber of athletes, not just our own student-athletes, but um, – those that are known around the world, you know, men and women who um, compete at the highest level, the Olympic level, the international level. And, you know, to bring your family out and bring the kids out and see some of these just amazing athletes is pretty special. And as you mentioned, the reason why we've done uh, what we have done with the facility and we will continue to upgrade um, Jack Rose uh, track and field facility uh, we have commencement is moving into the facility, and one of the great things about the university and, and President Conley is her commitment um, to continuing to upgrade that facility because with commencement in there now, we can continue to add more seating, permanent seating, right? Um, and enhancements down the line, perhaps lights and some other things that really will change not what is already one of the best facilities on the West Coast. Um, also, a huge shout-out to the women's golf program. Won their second consecutive Big West championship last week. Haley Tigret was the only golfer to finish under par. She won the individual championship at four under winning by five strokes. Uh, so I guess we, I, I guess producer Roger, I guess we have to schedule some more wing stop <laughs> visits from uh, Joey. That's Cerule. what it's all about, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but congratulations to them. I love seeing those programs that don't always get the most love kind of build themselves into these mini dynasties, the way that women's tennis. And then obviously the track program recently have, uh, but for them to win two straight is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I I'm really excited even further about the future. Joey Cerullo, our head coach has done an amazing uh, job with that program, building it up and getting it to the point where where it is today. And um, I mean, that's the best part is um, it's all about wings, right? Yes. I'm going to zip through our This Week at the Beach so that we can get to our interview with Alan Knipe. The dirt bags are going to be uh, on the road at UC Davis this weekend. The softball team is going to go play at Cal Poly. The big event on campus, if you're a Long Beach State fan, will be the women's water polo team hosting the Big West Tournament. They'll be opening that up against UC Santa Barbara on Friday at 1 p.m. The tournament will go on at the Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center on Saturday and Sunday as well. The women's tennis team going to Indian Wells for the Big West Tournament. Obviously, that's been a place where they have done quite well over the years. And the beach volleyball team will also be competing at the Big West Tournament, although theirs will be in Malibu. And I would bet a little bit more scenic than Indian Wells. If you're interested in tickets to any of those events or you want to get out and support them, definitely call 562-985-4949. All right, we're joined by our special guest, Alan Knipe, coach of the uh, Long Beach State men's volleyball team. Alan, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, nice, relaxing uh, Monday here in the Pyramid for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily what a coach likes to deal with on a Monday because it's a whole bunch of stuff that's not related to coaching your team. But they're the things that uh, are part of a season um, that we're having, and uh, you want to be involved in a Monday like this. So break down for me. Well, first of all, when did you guys get – we're recording Monday morning. When did you guys get back from Hawaii? Uh, we got back into Long Beach Airport last night about 9.30. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you go home, get five hours of sleep, get back in the office, and start preparing for that, the Final Four. That's exactly right. Um, what uh, First of all, 
let's just make sure everybody knows. Uh, you can go to LongBeatState.com. The Pyramid will be hosting the opening round NCAA tournament games on Tuesday, April 30th. The final four matches uh, on May 2nd, which you guys in Hawaii both have a buy into. And the national championship will be on May 4th. If you don't have tickets for the national championship, I'd start hitting up StubHub right now. Uh, don't text Alan. Don't text me either, actually. Don't I've had, <laughs> I, the number of people texting me, I'm sure you've had probably quadruple that. Um, so what is the, what's the difference between this time last year when you guys are going to the Final Four at UCLA and this year when you guys are hosting it? I'm, I'm sure that they try and keep um, as much of the sort of minutia away from you as possible, but I'm also sure that since it's your house that's going to host the Final Four, there's some added stress of that for you. You know, to be to be really honest, it, it, it hasn't been any different. You know, the good thing about our group is this is the, the fourth year we've been preparing on a Monday for the final four in a row. Um, we're, the guys are in a nice routine with it, and uh, it, it doesn't feel any different between playing at UCLA last year or playing here. And, and I, I would imagine that just shows you how great – you know, Mark Edgerton, Cindy Maisner, and the whole crew um, have been about keeping stuff away from me. And, and maybe that shows you that they want me to just stay in my lane and not listen to my input. But no, but in reality, I, I haven't had any questions about, you know, things that aren't volleyball related. And I, I really appreciate that. So we're, uh, we're on a typical Monday, and it feels very similar to the, the last couple of years on Monday. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the, the matches uh, in Hawaii. You guys are out there for the Big West Tournament, had uh, a couple of really exciting matches, uh, beat Santa Barbara at about midnight our time, and then ended up losing a five-set thriller to Hawaii at about, I think it ended at about quarter after two, <laughs> Long Beach time. Um, have you had a chance? I, you're normally very analytical and methodical in your approach to breaking down games and moving on yep. to the next week. Have you had this normal chance to digest and review those matches and move on to next week? Or because the schedule has been so crazy, is it kind of like, oh, my God, you know, what, <laughs> what happened Saturday? Yeah, um, I have a process that I kind of have to get through after a match before I get to the point of prepping for the next match. So, uh yeah, I, I've had some time to digest uh, the the matches, uh, especially the Hawaii one, because that was our most recent one, and some things that I think will help us in training, some things that I can be better at, and uh, getting ready for um, a potential matchup with them. But you know, obviously, we gotta we gotta handle the order they come, and we're gonna get a really good team in the semifinals. But uh, you know, overall, the the match was really, really well played by our guys. It wasn't as um, as clean at the, the the first set as we would like to have been. I think uh, I think our guys handled the environment. You gotta you gotta remember there was it was a pretty big crowd. It was um, only ten thousand three hundred people yeah, there. A sellout yeah. um, and a sellout in a, in a really loud, um, vo boisterous crowd. It was a great environment, and I think that it wasn't that our guys in any way. I, I think we're nervous about that, but more of maybe a little bit too fired up for it to come out and because we, we missed quite a few serves in the first set, just a little bit long being aggressive, which is always, I know it sounds crazy, but it's always kind of a good thing that when your guys are being a little too aggressive that you can calm them down instead of trying to pump them up the whole time. So, uh, and then in the second set, we were up late and had a couple things didn't go our way and we found ourselves down 0-2 in a crazy environment and the 10 minute break uh, we had a great, just a reset, and I'm so proud of the way the guys decided to respond, which is very true to form for them. Came out, played a great third and fourth set, and pushed it to a tie break that ultimately didn't go our way, but 
made things quite exciting and made it a, another typical Long Beach Hawaii match of five setter. Yeah, they had uh, Charlie Wade on the Spectrum broadcast in Hawaii, and you know they're laughing. They're like, "You couldn't have got us out of here in three. And he was like, "Well, Long Beach and Hawaii don't play anything other than, <laughs> than yeah, five I, sets." I, you I know, think if you, I think if you look at uh, what five of the last six matches we've played have been five yeah. gamers. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. And, but more importantly, at this time of the year, uh, win or lose that match, because it really had no bearing on anything. And I know some people, a lot of questions for me have been, hey, why are you guys the two seed? Because, you know, you, you, <laughs> we cares? have the same record. Right, yeah. <laughs> same record, loss record. We're two and one against Hawaii. Why would we get the two? They didn't get the one. Is it because of the conference? All these random things. It doesn't really matter. It, um, it doesn't matter which one you're going to get. You Obviously, you want to be the one or the two to get the automatic to the semis. I really also believe that, you know, was it because they won the conference tournament, we won the regular season, we are two and one out. But I also think there's some NCAA um, scheduling that works out really well if Long Beach becomes the two because you play the late match at as the host. Right. So, it, but as I told the guys, it, it, there's so Who many cares? factors. It yeah. does not matter. And they ultimately do not care. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, you know, I was going to ask you, you guys, the, the last two weeks, and part of it's been that it's been number one and two in whatever order with you yep. in Hawaii. But you guys have the largest and third largest men's volleyball crowd ever in the pyramid two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. You then play in front of, you know, two of the first sellouts in the Stan Sheriff Center since 1992 uh, in, in, you know, back to back nights, just huge crowds. What's the difference between coming into the pyramid three years ago when all these guys were freshmen and it was me and 200 people in the stands and playing in front of 10,000 people? The court's obviously the same size. Yep. Um, it's maybe a little harder for them to hear you or something, but mm-hmm. w- what is the difference in the way you play in front of those crowds? Well, I, I think any any athlete would tell you that the the energy that's produced from a packed house is significantly different than a house that's, uh, you know, 25% full. Um, the environment's different. We have a, the floor, the, the crowd, the expectations uh, of this group is great. And just a huge shout out though, to this, this freshman, this group of seniors now that as they came in and freshmen of, you, you know, you, you talk about, um, well, let me back up. You say uh, my group that played here that won the national championship back in 91 likes to joke. And there's obviously, there's no truth to this. They like to believe they built the pyramid. Yes. Right. Um, but there's <laughs> George what, Allen had nothing to do. With no, that, nothing. Right? There, there's nothing. It was because we won a national championship <laughs> right. a million years ago that they built the pyramid. But, um, but what the, the point of that really is, is that you want to make sure you leave the place better than you found it is, is hopefully what you do if, if you're a program, someone in, a, in a, any program, right? So I, this, this group's going to look back and say, we left this program significantly better than we found it. And let's, let's also be really honest, they found it in a pretty good spot. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You are very process focused. I've compared you before to, you know, Greg Popovich or Bill Belichick in the you don't ever want to talk about May in in January when we're talking, right? Yeah. But when you signed that that recruiting class, you did kind of talk about how you hoped the next four years would go, and it kind of looked exactly <laughs> the way that it's gone. So as you were approaching this last two weeks with that group and of this sort of era of volleyball, because you're obviously going to graduate most of your starters, yeah. um, are you reflective on that at all? Are, are you seeing that growth, or is it just – we have to win two more matches <laughs> to end this the right well, way. Well, uh, the uh, you know the answer I'd love to tell you is just it's just just two matches, right? Um, but the, yeah, you, you realize that you realize it's getting to the end of something really special with these guys, and 
Um, you know, if, if this was a, a professional league, I'd sign them to 10 year, 20 year contracts. <laughs> I'd give them a pool host deal, you know, but, uh, but that's not the case. But in reality, they're, you know, they're ready to fly. These guys also, they're ready for, to make the same splash on the international scene that they, they made on the collegiate scene. And I, and I understand that and they're ready to do that. Um, but at the same time, because this is not a one of situation for us, we are in a situation where we can truly be um, tunnel visioned and focused on, hey, all this noise that's going on is great. We've been through this before. Let's really, really bear down and focus on these last two matches. Uh, well, I've been fortunate enough to be covering Long Beach State sports for 12 years. Uh, I've done historical research into a great bit more than that. And I can promise you, if you're a Long Beach State fan, volleyball fan or not, the upcoming week will be probably one of the most special in the history of the university. Again, April 30th, the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament. Tickets for those are on sale. You can go to longbeachstate.com or call the box office for those. And then May 2nd and 4th, call the box office 562-985-4949. Try and get one of the last tickets if there's any available or get your name on a wait list in case some tickets open up but uh what a special time we're gonna have coming up here alan thanks for coming by on a busy monday to talk about it great thanks for having me our thanks again to alan for joining us uh definitely <laughs> alan's a hard guy to rattle andy i think you'd agree <laughs> with that he's a pretty even keeled guy and he's just like when he gets into these final four run-ups it's just there's like a, a slight static electricity coming off of him i think <laughs> for sure so, definitely appreciate him sitting down and join us um but uh let's wrap it up here let's let's end as we always do on our recommendations what do you have to re- uh, recommend to lb nation so i i'm, I'm on this podcast kick so what i'm going to recommend is and it's and I believe it's brand new. Um, there's only like two or three episodes. Is Sports Wars? Oh, and it's pretty cool. So the first one is kind of a Favre versus Rogers. So the whole issue in 2005 of drafting who are they going to draft? And you've got Brett Favre, and uh, you throw in this young quarterback named Aaron Rodgers, and so they get into the drama of what's happening behind the scenes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've I've actually heard a lot of great things about the show. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Uh, I just highly recommend uh, if you if you're not caught up on Game of Thrones yet, you have like four weeks to join the rest of society. Uh, and uh, my wife and I did actually watch all of them in the early months of this year and are getting to go along for the ride. But I don't. It just feels like nostalgic to be watching a TV show at the same time that everyone else is watching it because that was how we all grew up. And that's not now when you talk to the student athletes here, the high school kids, they're all watching different things at different times. That's they binge right. it whenever they have time. Uh, so I'm just enjoying this, you know, for the last four weeks that it exists. No <laughs> a doubt. moment when the whole country genuinely has a <laughs> shared cultural touchstone, it feels like. Uh, okay, I think that's all we've got. As we mentioned, uh, definitely get on top of whatever your ticket situation is going to end up being for the NCAA tournament for men's volleyball. As I said before, call the box office 562-985-4949. Uh, and that's about it. At two weeks from now, it'll be almost summer, first of all. I and then we, I, I feel like... I'm so jealous of the people two weeks from now. They know if the men's volleyball team won a national championship. I know, the drama. I know. It's exciting. Okay, thanks as always for joining us. We'll see everybody in the stands.